Okay. So, yeah, so this morning, obviously, it's really interesting because we have an international cast here. And I was, I was mulling over a, a, a word for Friday, you know, this is at FEA. And I loved getting together with you guys. I'm sorry I forgot my guitar. I actually meant to bring it. My brain's a little... But um, actually, today I was thinking, God, what is your word for us today? And today is an encouragement about the core message of the gospel which is to believe. If you'd believe in Jesus and you'll be saved, you'll have the gift of eternal life. And I was thinking about movies, you know, and you notice like in, um, what's it called? You know, the one, uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark and all of those kind of movies, Indiana Jones, right? And the, the, the thing that they're always looking for is the secret sauce to live forever, to have the uh, fountain of youth and it's like that's the elixir of life and that's what all the baddies want because they want to turn it into their own power source and everybody's going for that purpose like what can i do and you look at the world today just think about it there's <laughs> the pharmaceutical industries people there's always something this is a way to keep you younger. Here's the new food uh, that'll keep you healthier. My son actually put up a really funny meme on, on Facebook. And it's, um, this guy had put up a picture of a toe with a key. And then he said, I've been trying this keto diet for a month and nothing's happening. And it's just a picture of a toe and a key. But it just shows the ridiculousness of, of, of human nature. But our human nature wants to live forever. And you gotta wonder why. Why is it that we're constantly trying to find, you know, an extension or that elixir of youth, the fountain of youth, right? I want to, I want to stay young forever. Like my dad will always say, I'm the oldest teenager on the planet. You know, in his mind, he's still like 21 and able to, and he probably could actually, to be fair. But um, that is what the world goes to. But Jesus said, hey, I want to show you something. I want to explain to you um, what it means, because um, to have eternal life or to live forever is what everybody, you know, the Egyptians, they mummified themselves. You just think about all of culture has some form of, you know, keep your skin tight forever. You want to be whiter, darker, you know, it's just ridiculous. Well, I want to propose a scripture today that everybody knows but I want us to look at it a little bit more deeply. In John 3.16, right, we all know that scripture. Uh, where, uh, <clears throat> right, that's the most familiar verse um, for everybody. Um, that whosoever would believe in me. That's what I want to highlight today. Um, and believing in God leads to what? The gift of eternal life. Right? So you think, okay, here's some secret keys to the elixir of life. But I want to break down, because yes, to believe in God, to have faith, and I believe all of us here today at some level, form, shape, or another, believe in Jesus, believe in God. But I want to challenge that notion a little deeper, because believing has a deeper meaning. And I was looking at the, the Greek and I was actually also thinking about because believing in God is one thing, but to believe in God is to actually know God. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that. Um, because believing is a form of commitment. In fact, it's not just a form, but it is a commitment. Um, so not just living forever, 
What I want to say today is today you can be living and starting your eternal life because you know God. Knowing God and believing in God are one and the same. And I want to show you why. So in the word uh, believe, it comes, I was looking this up yesterday, from the Greek word uh, pisteo. I'm not sure if I've said that right, but that's the Greek. And can literally be translated as this, as the word to commit or um, translated as keeping on believing ones. Those who are believers are the keeping on believing ones. There's a commitment to keeping on. So to believe is not a past tense. It's not a one-time offer. There's a commitment. And I want to explain what that means because I believe if we really believe this scripture, then we actually look at the gift of eternal life very differently. Because it's not just about living forever. It's about knowing God, and that's the key. So what does this mean to us? So what I wanted to say is, therefore, to believe in God is to have a commitment. Like, I was thinking for, I'm committed to my wife, right? So 25 years of commitment. That means that I know my wife. If I didn't commit myself to my wife and vice versa, I wouldn't know her. Our relationship wouldn't be the same. Right. And I'm committed and I've sealed an, a deal to 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 do certain things and not to do certain things. That's my commitment of my belief in my marriage. And so therefore I'm walking a fulfilled marriage. Right. So I want to ask you this question. So because we can do lip service to this scripture. You know, and say, yeah, I believe in God. But when we look at this word pisteo, it's a very different, um, there's another translation to it. It should probably be rendered, it says here, the, uh, the lexical form is called pistis, or pisteos, possessive version of pistis. Um, but if you were to literally translate it, it's called rendered as a vow to faithful relationship. A vow to faithful relationship. So it's not just merely speaking something. I can say I love my wife. I can say that, but if I don't have a vow to a faithful relationship, i.e. a commitment to that, I'm not living out the fullness of what that vow means, right? What that word says. So therefore, I want to bring us back to that scripture because it's powerful. But I want to challenge us. Are we, the other word that I said, there's another tra literal translation is the keeping on believing ones, the keeping on vowing to commitment, the vow to a relationship, the keeping on. And what does that look like? So I was thinking, if, if we say, I believe in God, for those that aren't married here, your best friend, would you say that you have a vow to a relationship to God like you know either your wife or your best friend? You're committed to them not to hurt them. You're committed to them not to commit um, acts that would sever that vow to a loving relationship. That's what it means to believe and to follow. And Jesus actually, uh, and so that commitment is a form of obedience. So that's where I'm going to lead to. So you go from, I'm not just believing in mind and words, but I'm vowing and I'm going to continue. This is a continual process. Um, and so that's why in, in scripture, if you, if you open up Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, this is really fascinating. And this is something that, I often look at and think, wow, this is quite a powerful passage of Scripture. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 to 23. 
Because there's a difference with just speaking it and those that have a vow to commitment. It says this in Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. So there's people that are speaking things, right? There's a, there's a level here. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. And on judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name. These are people that are using these words in their daily lives. Like, man, we're, we thought we were living this in your name. But I will reply. And this is really powerful because this links. I never knew you. To say something is one thing. To know something is another. To know my wife is very different to saying I love my wife. To know her and love her and for her to feel that, is that there's a depth. He said, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. So what does it take to believe in God? A commitment. That word believe has a deeper meaning of commitment. The, 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 remember, like I said, the ones, um, the keeping on believing ones, a commitment to keep on going, to keep on loving, to keep on being set apart, to keep on looking at our lives to make sure that as a best friend, as a wife, as a partner, you wouldn't want to do things that break that vow of relationship and commitment. So isn't that amazing? It says, I never knew you. So if you'd believe in me, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. To have this gift of eternal life is to know God. To know God through commitment and obedience, right? So belief and obedience come hand in hand, right? Because I can't just do things by words for my wife. I have to be obedient to the vow that I made to show my commitment in order to make that real. So there's a level of commitment that I want to challenge us in our hearts and in our minds. Are we committed to obeying God in his word and when we say we believe in him? And it says this in John chapter 3, verse 36, if you have your word with you. And again, he says this, and anyone who believes and God's son has eternal life. You see that word believe is there again. Pisteos. Anyone who doesn't obey the son will never experience eternal life, but remains under God's judgment. So it's like that separation, the lack of commitment in your belief could be like one of those guys. And that you know, if you're honest with yourself, you're like, man, I don't want to be one of those guys that cries out, Lord, Lord, I did all these things in your name. And yet I never knew you. I did all of these things. I'm just working my way through from my faith to earn it. God says, look, I'm not interested in what you do, but I'm interested in who you are, your heart. I'm not looking at the outside. I'm looking at your heart. Do you know me? Come to me for me, not for what I can do. It's a relationship. That's why I wanted to say this is like a vow. It's a, it's a commitment. It's much bigger, right? Because this scripture is thrown out so often. And I thought, well, the elixir of life, which the whole world has been looking for, 
is right here with us. His name is Jesus. And he says, know me. I abide in you and you in me. There's an intimacy that God is calling us in. And out of the overflow of the intimacy, we don't want to break a relationship, not a rule. We don't want to break our vow because we love him, not just obey him, but we love him. So like my friend with Henry, I don't want to hurt him, not because it's a rule and it's a bad idea, but because I love him. It's, it's, a, it's a vow to a friendship that says, no, I'm going to prefer you. I'm going to make sure that you are first in my heart and mind. That's how a good marriage works. I put you first. Good relationship. I put you first. I, Christ showed it. I laid down my life for you. Yet, even while you were a sinner, right? So you look at throughout the word, those that disobeyed in their heart, those that didn't commit, what happened? That belief turned into this disobedience, which turned into actions that led them further away from the presence and love of God and eventually his covering. Cy Young, like they say here, right? How sad. God is saying, I want you to come in to have this vow of love relationship. So when you say, believe in me, when you say, I believe in you, Lord Jesus, think of it in a deeper sense of a vow, the continuing believing one. So today my question is, are you continuing to be the believing ones. We can have moments and then we can forget, man, I have a real relationship with God. Um, you know, it, like it says here, um, I, I'm thinking about the, the story of the rich young ruler. You know that story in the Bible where he comes and says, Lord, what must I do to have eternal life? His mind was, what must I do to have the elixir of youth, to live forever? And, and God knew his heart, and he challenged his heart. He said, well, if you want it, you're going to have to obey by getting rid of everything, selling up everything and following me. Are you willing to obey me by giving everything up? Basically, are you willing to put me first? In your words, you said you want this, but the price to pay to know me when you say you believe me is that I come first. The question is, is God first in our hearts, above and beyond our emotional need, our circumstantial need, our fears, our hopes, all of those. It's like, God, am I just interested in getting a little tablet or a pill or something I could swig back just to have that shot of eternal life? Where actually he says, well, I don't know you. So you're missing it. I, I never knew you. It's like, wow, that's, a, that's quite a big rendition, right? Therefore, if you know God... Eternal life is yours already today. And it says the kingdom is here. The kingdom is what is life and light. The evidence of the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy. That's what is in God's presence. So when we know God, you've got what the movies and the internet is all screaming about. The gift of eternal life. You could change it to the gift of knowing God. And that's what it means to believe, right? Making every effort to keeping on believing. Committing to that vow to faithful relationship. Or in other words, that's what it says. As believing, or it's not just a, a simple mere statement of words. So this morning, it's a simple message, but I believe if we'd let it sink in, you may find yourself in a position this morning where you go, you know what? 
I've kind of lost my vow to that relationship. My commitment to God has been maybe turned a little bit into surface speak only. My commitment has led my heart away from my intimacy with Him. It's become a little bit of a to-do list. I'll wake up, read a little bit, maybe get a verse of the day. I've read it, but I don't know who wrote it. I don't know who said it. And that's what God says. He wants intimacy with us. And isn't that amazing? If you even stop there, God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, wants intimacy with us. He, he wants to abide in us. The temple It's like, really? Me? Yes. But God says, but are you willing? Are you willing to commit? Are you willing to obey? My, you know, and follow me, to know me. Because there are things that you're carrying that cannot come into my presence. There are things that you're holding that cannot be in my light. Are you willing to let go of that in order to know me? Because it takes that. And so I know it's, a, it's a challenge for all of us. I don't want to be those guys that cry, Lord, Lord, I did things in your name and yet I never knew you. That to me is like a, a rock, a shaker. In a good way, a reverent fear of God. Because actually, when we get to know Him, what does He say? In His presence is fullness of life. If you need joy, it's in His presence. If you need peace, it's in His presence. If you need strength, it's resting in His presence. If you need hope, it's in His presence. To be in somebody... If, if I'm in my wife's presence, and yet I'm, my vow of commitment to her is broken... It doesn't work well. There's a rift. There's a, right? Think about a relationship. If you're harboring something. I want to challenge you today. You know, the way that we're formed. Remember I said we're made for eternity. That's why everybody wants that. There's a, a spark of eternity in us that God has created and put in there. That's why people fear death. That's why we have pain when people die. Because we weren't meant to. But because of sin and the separation, that's what's caused this. And so people are trying to find any way to get to it, but by God, but by knowing God. Because to know God is to fear God, to obey God, to love God. That means to die to self, surrendered. So it's, a, it's like a double-edged sword, right? That's what the word does. It's like, well, it's a, it's a beautiful uh, gift, but it comes with cutting and slicing. I need to cut and slice those things that don't show I'm one of the continuing believing ones. You may find yourself this morning as one of those that, can, that started but haven't continued in all walks. Or your vow of relationship has become murky. God says, I want to give you fullness of life. His desire is that we walk fully, alive in Him. Right? Regardless of circumstance. I'm not saying it's a bed of roses, but even in spite of and in the midst of, God says, know me. In the Psalms, David sings about that, doesn't he? Search my heart and know me. I, it's like, so this morning, my probably closing statement is, maybe ask the Lord, search my heart, God. It's a scary thing, right, when you open yourself to somebody. Know me. 
But God says, I want to know you and I want to heal. He came to heal and to save. Right? Healing means bringing you back to what you're made for and to save you. That's why he says, you believe in me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Salvation comes only through Christ, only through knowing him, only through committing to following him, to obeying him, only committing to that vow of relationship, of a love walk, where nothing else will take its place, right? So um, let's pray uh, and just take a moment, and just between you and the Lord, if you would be challenged or brave enough, say, God, give me boldness to ask you to search my heart to know me. He will reveal his heart to you. Amen.